Hi, this is Jackie Fry, design ops leader and part-time sociologist. And this is Allison Rand, design ops leader and cognitive neuroscientist in training. And you are listening to In Common. Woo! This is part two of of our (laughs) covering of the state of design ops. Uh, if you were listening to part one, um, where we talked to kind of like current day design ops, where is like the state of current day design ops? Uh, that was part one, episode 10. This is episode 11, where we're going to talk about the future of design ops. Mm. Um, yeah. Allison. So let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I think we're all poking around the, it, whether it's in our careers, whether it's in our planning for our future, or really like where the trajectory of both like you and I and our active everyday work are sort of like f- flowing and moving towards um, as we are both like have been design ops practitioners and leaders for a second. Um, and it's much different from where it began where we began in our roles in design ops. It's there, yeah. like that, that stuff never went away. That's like foundational, but like every step of the evolution and every I feel like year, month, quarter of doing design ops work, uh, it evolves. Like it, it's almost like the Harry Potter staircase that like moves and it's like moving constantly. And it's just like, constantly moving. Yeah, 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 totally. I love that, <laughs> I love that. It's true, it is moving constantly. It's really fascinating to me though, because we have, you and I are always thinking about like, what is, you know, 2023 look like or whatever, you know, like the, the next three to five years, what does it look like for our work? What will, where will we be? What's the next space? Um, that most people are, are just still in the place of like trying to figure out basic phase one design operations stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's important to think about both at the same time because it is changing so quickly and moving so fast that it could look completely different in a year. You know, I feel like even the the three years ago when this conversation first started happening, it's just like it, the, the, the shape of it is so is so different now. But, um, you know, and I think this, so much of the conversations that I've been really interested in, the ones that we've been having and some of the other ones I've been having are around like this evolution towards um, customer experience, mirroring employee experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been starting to have more conversations around data mm-hmm. um, and ha- and how we build data practices into our design organizations mm-hmm. connected, like linked into uh, design ops to kind of inform that machine, that mm. like that broader like service blueprint, journey map, whatever, you know, experience map machine. Um, I don't know. What are you thinking? You, you, you have, you know, I have lots of pictures. You have a lot of pictures. <laughs> you and I talk, like, I think if I had to, like, look into the crystal ball, I think that design organizations are getting C-level roles. And this is, like, even still just happening. Like, even to, for design to just be its own 
discipline outside of say like a product organization an engineer like that that's now all under one roof one business unit um that's like very few organizations are set up that way a lot are under you know a marketing organization a product organization and there's just a design team or a design department that reports into a vp so very you know like i think everybody's at different let's go to the design maturity model <laughs> but for leah Bully, leah leah right leah blue bully Bewley. leah Bewley. okay let's say that again Let's plug the design maturity model from Envision is a really great one. And there's other ones out there, um, mm-hmm. probably people talking about it, but um, use that, right? And there's, it depends on like where people are at and that just like the future. And so the future of design operations as a supporting mechanism of a design org depends on that maturity model. Like mm-hmm. point, let's start there. But then there are phases, I think, of the maturity model that haven't been plotted yet, which is, you know, what, where is it that next, like uh, right now it's like that design in um, brand and customer experience are central to the way to business strategy and to actually the operations of the business. And I think you and I were like calling it human centered operations as Mm -hmm business operations. And that is where, like, I think you marry employee experience and customer experience. And those are sort of the key um, drivers to the, to the actual like business strategy of the, of the organization. So to me, like in that, in that role, design operations are actually one of uh, critical players, I think can be future COOs, chief Mm -hmm. operating officers of businesses Mm -hmm. that choose to do that. In some ways, when I get um, down, and I'm sure you have this a very similar experience. And living in this moment right now, like every hour for me is almost like a different emotional journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have what I have been most excited about is I feel like we are th- this moment in time for all of the different, you know, for all the good and bad is forcing so much deep thought and conversation, and it will be a really pivotal moment in um, like the next wave of innovation. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? And what is that going to look like? And who are the leaders? You know, uh, and, and I keep saying this to my kids, my like older kids, um, there's so much opportunity right now to do something great, interesting, Mm -hmm. smart, good just uh, i don't know what it is yet but i think that design will be a huge part of it yep um and it's not necessarily about like disruption because there's nothing more disruptive than the moment that we're living in right now but it will be the next wave you know yep. like what is that i've seen a um analyst a marketing analyst talk about the waves of um, the market and that we're moving actually towards a more societal focused uh, market that it's, and you see this trend with a lot of products where they'll say, Hey, uh, for everything you buy, we're going to give back. Right. So you see this altruistic type um, capitalism. I know I have mixed feelings about that, but yeah, go on. But people it's that, uh, and there's so many just generations. This is a conversation about economics 
economics, if you can imagine, sociology, economics, like all mixed in together. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, and, 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 uh, it has so much to do with generations, what, uh, what the generational experience was for, um, you know, from boomers, Gen X, Gen uh, Y, millennials, like everybody, we all had different generational experiences. And as they come to sort of this buying big, you know, purchasing power type generation, they, their, their life experience impacted them. Right. So I, I like where we're going in this, that mm-hmm. the future of design ops is dependent on the role of design in the organization and the role of design in the organization is an incredibly bright future, especially if we look at the trend of customer experience, customer centricity, mm-hmm. listening to our customers, empathy, recognizing that the buying trends are different with this, with these different generations different segments like all of that and like at the end of the day this is just human-centered design and design language being used at a like larger scale yes so if this is and and if we are practitioners of that now in design ops and supporting groups that are doing this as that becomes more and more central to the you know competitive differentiation and like all of that stuff and the way people build products businesses etc we are ripe for the opportunity as design ops leaders now to have critical operating roles in the business of the future so yes amen fuck yeah okay thank god i need a job for the next 20 years (laughs) (laughs) you know my plans okay so on that though how do we get from now right now where it's like, I need to do JIRA tickets, <laughs> mercy, and I can't get engineering or I can't get product to like do great design, like write their epics, user stories in a way that is like inclusive of design mm-hmm. and to show visibility into design work. Like that is real talk design operations work now or having disparate community. No one feels connected so as a result, no one's talking and connecting about their work. So we're just duplicating patterns left and right. Or thinking about what, like intentionally thinking about what our companies look like, like yeah. actually look like, who are the people they are made up of and is it inclusive? So it's like every one of those things. Yeah. Uh, and the point, like, let's point at diversity. Diversity in a business conversation is um, there's both a moral conversation there, but also in the business setting, there's, you know, it's like you, you are, you should be as diverse as your customer base. And if people are like global, like footprint type companies, and you are just like only mm. hiring to like, you know, within a certain market, you know, there's challenges. So you, you diversify so that you get diverse perspectives um, and uh, so that you can understand your customer better. Empathy, Mm -hmm. empathy, empathy. It's like the soft skills of humanity. But also, yes, yes, yes. But also um, unpacking that even further and going back to our, you know, society-centered design conversation with Alexis Mm -hmm. Lloyd um, and all of the talk around that is like, begging the questions of unintended consequences, um, mm. you know, worst case scenario outcomes, those types of things. Like She's so good. Yeah. not just thinking about this sort of perfect pattern of this singular customer. Yeah. 
the happy path or whatever. But how but could people use this for bad? To your point, like the network maps, like what are all the different ways this could go wrong? And what yeah. are all the different ways this could go perfectly fine? Yeah. And that's, you know, and we as much as have we to be pushing on those questions, we yeah. have to be asking those questions. So yes, we get, yeah, you can't have this conversation with design without having a conversation about design ethics future. If design is going to be critical, then we have to have a design ethics conversation, which are ripe, like they're happening in pockets right now. And there will be this larger conversation around design ethics. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you have design operations that are like mm. dealing with not so there, there's kind of like this chasm between the very future and then the now. So some people I want to say like, uh, you know, even in my now, I think we're still dealing with like Jira tickets and like how do we use well, yeah. and get visibility and tracking. Those are foundational elements of design yep. operations. Yep. Important. Um, super. Yeah. Foundational. Super Just important. Like freaking Gantt chart. Right. And you can't do that <laughs> and think, you know, you can't do that work without uh, and try to get to CX because you need visibility into what people are designing in order to understand how that, how that work might connect or better yet, how you envision that through service blueprint, journey mapping, things like that to inform work to be done in our agile working teams. Right. And you need the evidence. And so I uh, feel measurement, like real charts. Yep. Analytics. Yep. Yep. Like all of that, like hard stuff, the numbers, the, like just the evidence that there is business value in this work. In this work, uh, and the work that our design orgs are doing, right? Like they're by focusing on the customer. Mm-hmm. And so then you get to, you know, yeah, there's product insights, marketing insights, and then the illustrious, and I'm being more exposed to this every day, but CX metrics. Mm. Um, CX measurement, it's, it's, and brand, you know, measurement and brand, uh, brand trends and things like that. And so you take all of those things together. This is the challenge for so many design ops leaders, um, to support, not to solve, but to partner with other, uh, Mm -hmm. directors and leaders of design, um, to do. So this is what we're going to get exposed to, but this is the future, some would say of business. How will they differentiate? They'll differentiate in this way. Um, so I, I think we're getting, uh, so if you are there or you, uh, your, your leaders of design are talking about that future, man, hook your wagon to that. You're of a very, you will, these are like, these aren't like everyone who talks about like in school, like 21st century learning. This is like, ah, the future of business that we're learning and getting exposed to right now. So I, I'm just like a sponge for it right now and, and, and sit in a learner's mentality and just help it go. So if you are in the chasm, mm-hmm. enjoy the ride. You are going to see so much. It's like being in a startup. You will like get and that startup. Also, yeah. But I also, yeah, uh, 100%. But, and I also feel like, um, design operations, has a responsibility to consider themselves designers as well. And I know you're always like, I'm not a designer. I'm not. And I've said that for years too, until I was told to stop saying, to stop it. saying it by Alexis <laughs> Lloyd, because, um, organizational design and process it's design, design is design. Yeah. Um, it's just, it just, 
looks a little bit different, but the way we think about things, or at least the way we, sh in my opinion, my humble opinion, the way I feel like we should be thinking about things as design operations leaders or uh, individual contributors, whatever level is like that whole system. Mm -hmm. um, and the, you know, of org design and the future forward thinking strategy of now, near, next. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yes. Program design. Um, <laughs> the designing we do. I, I want to say- it's Designing this, women. I know. There we are again. The, <laughs> the, uh, we haven't said that for a while. I know. Oh my gosh, we so are. Um, so, you know, the one thing I have to say is this cannot be done on a lonely island of design, mm -mm. right? This is not successful in a lonely island design. So as design operations leaders, the future of design ops is to become translators of design to the business and translators of different parts and aspects you're going to have so many languages that you could speak. You're going to be able to speak engineering. You're going to be able to speak product. You're going to be able to speak finance. Uh, and that is also why I think a future of design ops is this critical can have strategic, um, a strategic role in business in the future. So career pathing thinking, you know, whether you want to change just design or creative field, or you're going to get exposed to so many different other languages. Like stay in that learner's pose and learn them. And uh, your exposure to that is also something that is going to help make the best business strategies, CX strategies, things like that of the future or support those things to happen. I think a lot of people in um, executive offices, VPs, like SVPs, their job isn't to like, like necessarily do the work, it's to create the organization and to to shape the future environment. Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so by, by knowing all the pieces and parts of it and how design hooks into that critical, critical stuff. Um, and, uh, and, and, and also being able to translate that. So like human centered operations is inclusive of all those languages. Absolutely. And I, this goes back to our, uh, our own design ops manifesto. Let's do it. Because this work uh, is not just like a simple tracker, build trackers. It's no. much more than that. And I believe that those of us who feel passionate about this work um, and want to see it through in all of its shapes and iterations have a responsibility to be really intentional in the ways that we're nudging our organizations forward. Mm -hmm. um, because of the all of the yeah all of the responsibility that comes with thinking about a human centered practice, a yes. human centered business. Don't do this overnight. Don't Designing. cross the chasm. Oh God! Because <laughs> you won't have a job the next day. <laughs> <laughs> You'll piss a few people off. <laughs> when did you get so radical, Jackie? Yeah, <laughs> do I sound I probably sound I'm so passionate about this I Not know only, it's 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 because I, I I'm thinking about myself my own career trying to make sense of it like I know yeah this is why I love talking to you so much because I was just like this morning 
pushing the Swiffer around as I do every morning, <laughs> <laughs> doing it in my house ops, um, <laughs> thinking about, I, I feel fortunate that I really do like what I do. Oh, I love it. You know what I mean? Like, I love, I love thinking about this stuff. I love talking about this stuff. And I love trying to solve these types of problems. And I just love having so many of these conversations with like, with you obviously, and with all the people that we've invited to talk on our podcast and yeah. just the community in general. But mostly I love having a conversation with people outside the community too, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's why we started this, right? That's why, oh, yes. this, that's where this all began. It's like, why, you know, because, because you, not only do you have to learn how to speak many languages, um, you are, you know, we are diplomats. We have mm -hmm. to be able to, to relate to, um, mm -hmm. have that tactical empathy for, mm -hmm. and really um, work, learn how to work with others, you know, just across yeah. the aisles in all different ways. Um, so- it's it's how do we connect and make our differences stronger, which is like, oh, if society could do that, we could do it. Society, no. Um, and, and that's not easily done. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's tough stuff. So if you're a design ops person and you're like, I, I, my, my yeah. project plan is just to get new ticket writing. It's like, the road is long. It is much bigger than simply just great operations for design. It is, it will be supporting how design fits in the organization, functions in the organization and evolves with the organization. And, you know, yes. And yeah. Um, it is really important to think about just, you know, when this is part two of the conversation. So if it feels overwhelming, you know, it is. You're, it is, but you can always <laughs> dial it back and just make sure that you're running a super tight ship in your design organization. Um, but practice or begin to practice thinking about around um, business strategy as mm -hmm. well as, um, you know, uh, cognitive and behavioral neuroscience. Mm -hmm. um, and Sociology. Of, yeah. 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 Uh, so then the social sciences, um, these are all, I think the most beneficial ways to become much broader in your thinking of even how you approach getting design into JIRA tracking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's because it's like, how do you just get people to understand that this needs to happen and or not just you, not just make a comp <laughs> right 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 or just do it <laughs> deliver deliver a designer to design to deliver deliver comp no no <laughs> how does that serve the customer where's the but also just like you do have to make shit happen yeah because you, no one wants to talk to a navel gazer after a while. That shit gets boring because they're not yeah. doing anything. And we have a lot of those problems in design too. Yeah. I, I think that um, there's also just like, don't, if you are in design ops or you're thinking about design ops, whatever you do, do not let ops get in the way. Empower, you know, people connection, human connection, 
a lot of work can get done by getting people in rooms together and there's never a tracker that documented that. Um, and so the, the, you know, this is both a, like a, we just envisioned blue sky. Now we're coming back down to reality. So yeah. <laughs> that it makes sense. Run a tight ship for those doing this work today. And this is like Allison and I say this stuff to each other. Mm-hmm. If we get lost in our own, like <laughs> I get lost in my dial own. It back, dial it back. Dial it back. If you feel lost, run a tight ship. You know, that, that is a good place to start and then start thinking about the future. But the future is bright. And I think that's what we wanted to talk about. And it's much bigger than just simply design ops um, in the, I think in the market, in the industry, in the, as an industry that will evolve itself. Um, and I think the easiest resource we can point to is the amazing brand new titled CX report. Oh my gosh. It's yes. on YouTube. And I think echoes to uh, Allison, you know, you were saying it just echoes so much of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like, there is, it's an, it's an evolution and um, being, you know, incredibly customer um, centric. Super and t- yeah, go ahead. Employee. Oh, centric. Cu- yes. Being incredibly customer um, centric and employee centric are critical pieces of the puzzle for the future and the now, but who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Whoop. man. This is a good one. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I'm really excited. And um, I'm looking forward to all of the interesting ways uh, that we will continue to work with and relate to one another now that so many companies will be moving remotely and doing this type of work um, in space is difficult because so much of it is about your, the relationships you build, but it's definitely not impossible. I've been doing it for years at this point. Um, But I'm also really excited to, to work through this next wave um, and to empower the next generation of change makers um, and be a part of all these conversations. Right. I keep meeting people and I'm just like, I'm going to work for you one day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, please. I know. Always. I'm like, and when you're my boss. And when you're my boss. 20 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> it's impressive. Impressive. Or I can't wait until you and I are like little old ladies and we're like having some sort of hologram conversation with one another. <laughs> I mean, like a rowboat talking about how the world has changed and are and we're like we, we done some. we done said that would happen <laughs> we said it we said it we said that would happen that's gonna be me and you <laughs> and they probably won't even call it design operations it's called cx operations i'll call probably. you dr fry and i'll call you <laughs> dr <laughs> not md not empty. No, definitely not empty. <laughs> we'll be safe. We will. We will. I can't wait. I can't wait. The future is so bright. Oh, I would just love for that hologram rowboat moment. <laughs> I can only hope. If you enjoyed this conversation and you would like to learn more, we highly recommend John Maeda's CX report. It is 
about 90 minutes long, but he also put out a 13 minute version, which is like the crib notes, but I feel like it just gives you a tiny taste and you actually really need to pay attention and listen to the entire thing. Um, major plug for that, John. On YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, John, um, my former boss and always mentor, just breaking it down, keeping it real, taking us into the future. Do it. Woo, CX. Guess what? What? There's more in common. If you want more from me, Allison Rand. And me, Jackie Fry. Go to incommon.design. Alrighty, that's our show. Ciao. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.